Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Radio Row here for the 2023 ACC tip-off in Charlotte, North Carolina. And joining me right now from UVA, sophomore Ryan Dunn. What's going on, Ryan? I'm good. How are you? You're one of the best leapers in the country, (laughs) man. I mean, how much did you work on that as a kid? It's funny. Um, I just I just just played on a mini hoop the whole time and just <laughs> did just tricks on a mini hoop in my kitchen. I didn't really like work on it a lot until I got older. Um until my sophomore and junior year of high school. I started really I couldn't dunk to my senior year of high school. Which, oh really? Which is very which is very nobody expects that from me. Yeah. So um but I just kept working, you know, just getting in the gym every day and working on my bounce. So when did you have your big growth spurt then? Um, not until I was a, I didn't grow. I was six, four, my junior year of high school. I grew to six, seven, my senior year. And then I grew to six, eight after my postgraduate year. But I was like six, two, I was like six, one, six, six foot in like my freshman sophomore year of high school. Ryan Dunn with UVA sitting with me here. All ACC academic team, ACC honor roll. I mean, how important is your studies to you? It's, it's really important to me. You know, uh, my mom kind of builds that into me every time you know she even calls me asking how my grades are even though i have somebody to do that already for us but um <laughs> she it's 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 just good you know just to have good grades you know just to learn and especially at a, at a great institution like uva it helps a lot so we cover uva a ton during the season we've got who's talking on 910 the fan every monday at 6 p.m with frank maloney and jim hobgood and we all love coach tony bennett he's done an excellent job at uva what's your favorite part about playing for coach bennett just who he is as a person, you know. Um, off the court, he's a, he's a very great guy. You know, he's never he's never in, a, like, a terrible mood. He always helps whenever he needs to. But on the court, you know, he's kind of has a little different demeanor. He's like, he's, he's all right, let's get into that practice mode. Let's we'll start playing. But he's very passionate. And he, he pulls the best out of all of us sometimes when we need to. I got to take you back to last year in the NCAA tournament. You have the disappointing loss, heartbreaker. What was the feeling like in that locker room? It sucked. It was terrible. Um, just... It kind of felt like all like our passion, just all just like our enthusiasm is just washed away. But you know, it's it's a learning moment. You know, we we take it now as you can't take anything for granted. You know, throughout the whole game, you know, we thought we were gonna have an opportunity to win that game and move on. But we we should have. But you know, it just things led to the other, and the next you know we're we're out of it. But now it's just you know you know move on from it, but don't forget what happened. You know, take that into consideration. Yeah. So it was a very emotional loss. So. At what point in the off season do you feel like hey, we fully bounced back from that? And now we're ready to move forward. It was it was rough personally for me. I didn't touch basketball or really watch basketball for like two weeks. I wow. couldn't I couldn't really look at it. Um, so the tournament went on. The tournament went and on. You were just chilling. I, I just I couldn't. I hated like like the weekends. It sucked. Were you was, playing video games? I was just in my bed. You know, I went for walks. You know, <laughs> yeah. just with my friends. But you know, after I kind of started watching the Final Four and obviously now shame because that's what I have to do. But. After that, you know, I just kind of got back in the gym and just kept working. And, you know, um, throughout the offseason, we kind of just kind of just kept going and kept going. What type of aspects of your game did you want to work on most? Um, I think offensively for me, just being more of an aggressive person, finding my spots in the offense, um, being able to take my shots, you know, shooting from all, all levels from first, second, and third, getting some rim more, um, ball handling, improving that, um, you know, just being a, a guy for TV. Three-point shooting, it's, it's so big in college basketball. At what point? part around the three-point line do you feel most comfortable um 
I think for me on the wings and on the corners, um, I worked on that a lot. Um, but I feel like every every spot now for me, I feel I feel a lot more comfortable shooting. So just being able to get those reps and just be able to keep that same feel throughout the game. Tell me a little bit about your squad this year. I've talked to a few reporters, and everyone's hyped for McNeely. Yeah. Hyped for a lot of the incoming freshmen. Tell me about the squad. Yeah, we're we're looking good. You know, we're young. We're a little bit a little bit like on unsure of how we're going to be but you know there's times where when we look really really good it's 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 it's, it's special you know um we see it in practice we see it through our scrimmages um so you know it's just being consistent in that in that way throughout the whole time so like you said with isaac i'm excited for him um his growth you know his shooting ability but now i'm able to put on the floor people don't know that he can really that he can really finish at the rim like that um because he didn't really show it so i'm excited for him um the freshman Blake Buchanan and Elijah Gertrude, um, Anthony Robinson, you know, I'm excited for them and their their growth. We're going to need them to step up this year. And then for me personally, I think Leon Bond is going to be a great guy for us. You know, I'm roommates with him, and we, that's kind of like my best friend here. Like, we, we've been together throughout this whole time. And seeing his growth redshirting and seeing where he's where he's at now, I'm excited to see how. I'm excited for you, Fabian, to see who he's going to be. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Ryan Dunn joining us right now live from Radio Row. And I, I love the ACC. I like to say it's the best conference. Yes in basketball and the reason you could back that up is because so many nba guys including from uva so how many of those former uva guys that are in the pros come back and hang out around grounds a lot um deandre hunter and ty jerome was here was here this time uh Mamadi came back uh, ty and um dre actually played with us in a little pickup sometimes uh Mamadi played um last year anthony gill came back jay huff comes back a lot so a lot of guys come back from this program I got to ask you, so I, I'm trying to do a social media bit, like a, a day-in-the-life video. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I heard of it. During my interviews, I've been pulling out my phone and just recording <laughs> people. So, like, how much time do you spend on social media during the day? I spend a lot. I think, for me, it's, the, like, the free time I have, you know, where I'm not doing anything. I can just go on my phone and just take some time. I'm, I'm trying to cut back, but um, it's hard. But, you know, I spend a majority of my time on social media. So if this was a TikTok now, what would you say to my audience? <laughs> um, you're listening to WRLM Radio 9010. This is a great great radio to listen to. I make sure you guys tune in. I love that. Do you, do you do any TikTok dances or anything like that? I do a little bit. Um, I'm Can a you li- do, I'm give me a little something right here, man. Oh, uh, you put me on the spot. Yeah. Um, Probably, I do it on my feet. Like I like kick back and like kick back a little bit, a little, a little something, something. nothing crazy, <laughs> nothing crazy. Well, that's awesome, man. And I hope you uh, have the best of luck this season. I'll be covering UVA, so good luck, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yep, that's Ryan Dunn, sophomore for UVA. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And joining me live right now from Radio Row, he's been living the dream with the post sports since 1990. It's our buddy Gene Wong. What's going on, Gene? Adam, good to be here with you uh, during ACC Basketball Media Day. Absolutely. (laughs) It's always fun. And, of course, this is like the premier conference. So let me start with this, okay? Yeah. So you were both here with me for ACC kickoff, right? Y- yes, of And course. all the talk for college football was like, well, the ACC is screwed, <laughs> right? Well, conference realignment's sure. destroying us. Uh, right. But with basketball, there's no talk about that at all. No, not at all. Well, the, the talk is about uh, a lot about how there's a big coaching turnover over what we're used to. You know, Jim Beheim obviously gone now. That leaves Jim Laranega as the elder statesman and, and Tony Bennett too now in, in that role. But yeah, so we're so used to been see, we've been used to seeing Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, Mike Bray, 
you know, Jim Baham, all those names that in the ACC. Now it's kind of a different landscape. Um, and But it'll be fun. I think it's more suited to what the players are about these days. It's younger coaches. You have NIL. You have the transfer portal, all that stuff. So it's kind of a, a new frontier, and a new wave of coaches is kind of following that. Yeah, new new coaches, but the same high expectations. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, you look at Virginia. I mean, since they've won the national championship, they've lost in the round of 64 twice and failed to qualify for the tournament in 2022. So um, they're in kind of – I don't know if it's ever a rebuild for them with Tony Bennett, but they're kind of reloading. They have – they had seven players leave, you know, three of which exhausted their eligibility. But, um, yeah, certainly expectations for them. And then Virginia Tech, you know, same thing there. It's kind of the, the nature of the, the business now where you just use the portal to fill positions and you don't see as many freshmen, you know, come up through the ranks like we used to. So, But same with Virginia Tech. They're dealing with transfers both in and out too. So um, I think they're predicted to be kind of more in the middle of the pack of the ACC this season. So let's start with UVA. Ryan Dunn last year seemed like was on a bunch of highlights, (laughs) right? Yes. But he needs to take his game to the next level this year. For sure. And that's what he said. That's what he told us in the breakout interviews that – um, he needs to be better defensively. We know he can jump out of the building. He's such a good athlete. He's, he's for sure the best athlete on the team, if you talk to the players and, to, and Tony Bennett. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he has so much untapped potential is what Tony Bennett told us. that. Um, and a lot of players make great, take great strides from year one to year two. So, And that's what Tony Bennett is expecting from Ryan Dunn. Also, Isaac McNeely. Those are the only two players other than Reese Beekman who have – fairly extensive playing experience coming back this year so at least on the Cavaliers I should say um, so yeah those three are, are players that Tony Bennett's going to really turn to this year and kind of count on to and I think as they go primarily Beekman so do the Cavaliers yeah I'm interested to see Isaac McNeely because last year I felt like he didn't look like a freshman no right he came in and knew what he was doing right away was able to contribute but now there's scouting reports out on him all around the country yeah no that, that's certainly the case but you know he's a great shooter he's a really really tough defender um and Tony Bennett trusts him probably second behind Beekman in terms of, you know, a guy he'll, he really believes in and, and has faith in with the ball in his hand. So, um, yeah, but I think the big part of what is going to define Virginia right now is getting that chemistry with all the newcomers. Tony Bennett emphasized the scrimmages that they've had to kind of get that cohesion before the start of the season. And then, you know, they play a pretty tough non-conference schedule as as is the case most seasons. So um, they'll be ready for the ACC when they open up against Syracuse on December 2nd. Gene Wong, ACC writer for the Washington Post, and I'm sure you've written about the pack line D a hundred times. <laughs> yes. How do you kind of describe it to someone? Well, it's prevent the, prevent the opponent from touching the paint. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean, so keep them out of the paint, contest the three at all times, and that was the major deficiency last year. If you look at them statistically, they gave up, like, I believe, 34% shooting from three-point range, which was ninth in the ACC. That's really below their standard. I mean, they were first in scoring defense, third in field goal percentage defense, but they did not guard the three-point arc very, very well. Um, but the main part of the pack line is no touches in the paint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when, when they do that, um, it makes life really, really difficult for the opponent. And then on top of that, if they can close out on the three-point line, I mean, you're not going to score a lot of points against them. If, 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 if the players understand how the pack line works, and that's more difficult than in past years because in past years, Tony Bennett's taken freshmen and molded them, and then by the time there's juniors and seniors, like Kia Clark, for example, they know like 
they know it inside and out. Yeah. When you bring in new guys, they have to learn it, and then they have to be able to execute it on the court in real games, and that takes some time to develop. You mentioned Kia Clark. Yeah. yeah. Huge shoes to fill. Who's going to do it? I, I mean, Reese Beekman is, is the guy. I mean, for sure. The leadership falls onto him. He's a senior. You think he's going to run the offense? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, I mean, Tony Bennett has said, you know, he's our point guard. He's the guy that we're going to run our offense through. He's the leader in, in the, on the court and in the locker room. Um, reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he commands attention when he talks, and he kind of has the right mix. This is coming from Bennett of being vocal and also just kind of pulling guys aside privately and saying, you know, here's you know how maybe you should have ran, ran this player. Maybe you need to be more attentive defensively here. So um, he really catches the ear of, of his teammates. So, Gene, this is just my opinion, though, but I think Beekman's better off ball. Off ball. Like, I just, you know, I have so many memories of him yeah. cutting back door, catching it and dunking it on people, great layups around the basket. Sure. It's going to be an interesting role. Well, he had a lot more freedom with T.A. Clark because obviously the most experienced player who could play on the ball too. But a transfer, Dante Harris, a point guard, is going to be on the ball a bunch this year, uh, apparently, from what we're told. So, you know, he was the Big East <laughs> tournament most valuable player at Georgetown. So, obviously, a lot of experience in big games and, and is a – Really tenacious defender. Tony Bennett called him one of the best on-ball defenders he's ever seen, and we know how many great on-ball defenders he's coached. Yeah. So um, I expect Dante Harris to have the ball in his head a bunch too. But, I mean, I think the, the, the premise is that if, if your leader has the ball in his hands all the time, then everything kind of flows out of that. So, yeah, but we'll see. But he's, he's a senior. He has the experience, and I think he has the know-how to be the, the primary guy with the ball uh, most of the season. Over to the Hokies, yep. 910 The Fan, proud to be the home of the Hokies, the big football game tomorrow. <laughs> Certainly. Are you going to that? I'm not going to that. I'm headed actually out to Chicago for Maryland Terrapins and Northwestern oh, very uh, cool. this weekend, so going to the Big Ten. But, yeah, the, the Hokies got, I mean, we know their backcourt's going to be strong. That's, that's kind of been their calling card. Uh, they're scrappy. Like, they play great defense, much like Virginia. That's Mike, that's Mike Young's thing. Um, Sean Padula and Hunter Couture back again. Deadly three-point shooter. We know that the best in program history, one of the best in program history. Um, those are the guys that Mike Young's going to lean on because, you know, when you lose Justin Mutz, that's just a really, really hard guy to replace. Yeah. Um, he, he did so much to facilitate off the wing. He was like a point forward, basically. And, man, that, that, it's going to be really difficult to, to kind of fill his shoes. You mentioned Couture and Padula. Yeah. I think they're great together because Padula can attack, Couture can then uh, hit the three around yeah. the outside. Yes. But how good can they be? Could they be the best backcourt in the ACC? Man, I mean, certainly you, you can make a case for them. Certainly make a case for them um, with, like, all the losses Miami sustained and, and same with Duke. I mean, if you think of in terms of experience, yeah, for certain, Couture has more experience than anyone else. Um and Virginia Tech's coming off a disappointing season. Obviously, didn't didn't qualify for the tournament for the first time under Mike Young, right? So, um, and they definitely want to get back. Desperately want to get back, but they're going to have to do so. You know, with a kind of a new team. And we just heard the other day here they announced Ronnie Rice is, is stepping away from basketball. Um, not sure what that means. The first thing that came to my mind naturally was Maryland because Mike Jones, his former coach at Dematha, is an assistant. He was at Virginia Tech. Now he's joining Kevin Willard in College Park. So, I mean, Ryan Rice hasn't said anything. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of seemed like the natural progression. But, um, you know, we'll see what Mike Young has to say today about that, if, yeah. any, if, any, if anything. Yeah, and I had a great conversation with Coach Mike Young. I thought it was funny. He told me he, he understands the importance of media day, likes being here, but he wishes that he could practice today. <laughs> well, you know what? He was one of, as you know, one of the best coaches, one of the most accessible coaches um, it would not be the same without him at Media Day for sure. Um, 
But yeah, every coach says that they'd rather have you know these couple hours to, to work on practice, especially with the season right around the corner. But um, you know, they also know that they need to get their programs exposure. I mean, it's part of recruiting. This is kind of a way to recruit. You know, you hear what the coaches are about. You hear what the players are all about. You know, you find out more about the program and, and that kind of thing. So um, it's part of the deal. They all know that going in, and some enjoy it better than others. Tony Bennett, he, he only had to answer like two or three questions today because they were running behind in, in the session on stage, and he loved it. He's like, can we do every media day like this? So, <laughs> But Mike Young will talk forever. Even though he says he wishes he'd be practicing, he, he would talk to you for as long as you want him to. Follow Gene on social media, at Gene Wong, and read his work online, WashingtonPost.com. Before I let you go, predict the top three in the ACC. Duke, Miami, even though they have a lot of losses, and I think Virginia's going to sneak in there. I think they'll be, they, they'll be – I mean, they're unranked for the first time since 2017. I think by the end of the season they will be a top-10 team. Tar Heel fans are not going to be happy. Uh, they here. Know, I know they won't. But, you know, that's what we do in the preseason. We, we anger some people and make other people happy, so – We'll see what happens. Is Caleb Love <laughs> going to dominate in Arizona? I feel like that he. I feel like that he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see. I, I'm excited to see his future. But yeah, I feel like that it's a good landing spot. Gene, thanks so much, man. Okay, my pleasure. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, live and local in Richmond, Virginia, Monday through Friday. From 12 to 3 p.m., but today we're in Charlotte, North Carolina for the 2023 ACC tip-off. And here with me on Radio Row is the head coach for UVA, Tony Bennett. What's going on, coach? Not much. A lot of interviews, so I am fresh and ready to give you. I got my answers down pat. So oh, okay. whatever you got, it'll be smooth and, and right on on point. <laughs> what time did your day start today, man? No, we, uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. So 8 a.m. with the guys. We have Ryan Dunn and Reese Beekman with us. And, um, you know, it's good. It means getting close to starting the season and uh, this is something that obviously we've done I'm in my 15th year so I'm an old veteran at this give me a little reasoning why you brought Ryan Dunn and Reese Beekman yeah um they begged me no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no you get to choose you know I, I thought it was two uh, some teams have three I would have brought some other guys but uh, I just thought you know Reese would be you know is is the natural Reese came last year and he's going to be our leader he's a uh, obviously in his fourth year and and has such the most experience on our team and then we really have a bunch of less experienced guys Isaac McNeely played 20 minutes a game and Ryan Dunn uh, played 11 last year as freshman and those the only those are the three that played so I thought it'd be again a good experience for Ryan and putting these guys in these spots where you have to answer questions and you know just interact I think that's all part of growing and stuff but you know obviously exciting futures for these guys and wanted to get him here yeah you mentioned that putting them in front of people letting them do interviews I mean how much of coaching is kind of raising these boys to become men yeah I, I think when you lose sight of that even though you know the landscape has changed a little bit what everyone talks about you still have an opportunity to influence and impact and you know you try to develop of course through how you do it their games you know and all that their ability to be a good player but uh, with that comes you're with them in so many different settings you know handling success and failure uh, just battling through you know the you know the summers the dog days of the season and you, you can pour into them and, and influence and then what a chance to share the the meaningful things that'll carry them on way beyond the court so uh, I think that's one of the greater opportunities that um, you don't want to waste when you know their time with you is done I know every year when you come to media day, you get hounded about your defense, yeah. the pack line. I mean, 
do you change it at all any year based yeah. off of the, the players that you have? Yeah, I think you adjust. I mean, there's some things just like everything that are constants that, you know, we're going to stick to these things. But you're always looking to tweak and adjust how you play ball screens, um, different spots where the ball is or certain teams you're going against. But, but it has to be with a newer team. There has to be a level of simplicity to it. And then it's just every day you're working on it. And, you know, it's, it's a process for any good defensive team or good offensive team, for that matter, to, to get themselves squared away where they can, um, you know, uh, do it repeatedly under different circumstances and against different kinds of opponents. What are your thoughts on the conference as a whole? I mean, it should be loaded this year. A, a lot of talent. Miami coming off of the Final Four room. Duke and UNC have a lot of talent. You have a lot of talent. I mean, do you feel like this is this year ACC will be the best college basketball conference in America? Yeah, I mean, I, it almost doesn't matter what you say or what you project. It, it will be proven on the court, and mm-hmm. it's going to be what you do, not what you say. It appears to be very good. It appears to be depth. We're probably less proven and inexperienced than we've been in the past. Um, doesn't mean we can't compete, but... It, when you look at it, and I think with this, there's well, there's one more year of COVID year where you can have a guy for his fifth year. Um, so that obviously we got some guys returning for fifth years, and now with you know the transfer portal, people being able to add pieces to their squad that make them that you might not even know about. Also, whoa, they got a couple quality pieces that catapult them into the upper echelon of the league. That's out there, but yeah, the returners of those teams you mentioned. Um, is real and i think um that's that's where college basketball is right now so i I think this is going to be a very good year and a very um competitive conference race and then hopefully we perform well in the the preseason and the postseason you mentioned isaac mcneely and i'm joined by uva head coach tony bennett I, I thought last year he didn't look like a freshman like i was just blown away uh by his confidence there on the court what kind of things did you want him to work on this offseason? Yeah, just like with all of our guys who got some experience, get as, as big and as strong and as athletic as you can yeah. to handle uh, the rigors of the season and then go to work, hone your craft. He's a good shooter, become a really good shooter, a great shooter. Uh, work on your mid-range game, your pull-ups, and just become more assertive. Now you know, you know, you come in kind of eyes wide open as a first year, and now he knows what uh, – this level of competitions like the duration and and kind of the the intensity of the season um attack it and and we're going to need you because a lot of guys left we lost our three leading scores yeah a lot of changeover so now you get an opportunity even though you're only in your second year to be a big part of this you've had so much success at uva and it's shown by the product on the court and the accomplishments but also the amount of guys that you get to go to the next level play pro either in europe or in the nba you know, when you think back to those guys, does it, like, blow your mind at all that they've made such big leaps like Malcolm Brogdon and so many different guys? Well, they, all those guys had something inside of them, a, a drive that was just, it was, like, unquenchable. And everyone works hard and has a drive, but then there's those yeah. <laughs> that have that. And and I think they honored the process. Malcolm was in five years. He got hurt one year, so he had a red shirt. He just kept honing his craft, getting better and working and making us win. And in turn things like that have happened so you know that that used to be a knock against us well don't go to virginia they're not going to win early on well then we started winning a lot of conference tournaments conference uh, regular season and all that stuff he said well i don't know if you're going to be able to go on and advance your career to become a pro and man those guys i think last year we had the fifth most 
active current NBA players, and we've never had a five-star. Yeah. So this is a little recruiting pitch I'm giving you, but it's true. I always say base things on facts, not on what people say. We've got a majority of guys in their second and third years in the NBA because they developed and they were good. They helped us win. And that is so gratifying for us as a staff and for these guys. So I think it's an important piece, and I think it's valued, you know, when these NBA teams look and say these guys are – are, you know they're they're helping teams win. They're they're hopefully being developed both ends of the floor, and they're the right kind of young men. And so that's that's been cool to see for me, Coach Bennett. I'm doing a social media video Let's today, go. a day in the life, and I'm wondering, recruiting's changed so much. Have you used social media to your advantage to help recruit? <laughs> no, no. I mean our, our staff has. I, our staff really does a great job. I'm probably one of the few coaches I don't have a social media account. I let our staff. We have one, and certainly we communicate. So, um, but. If the product's good and you recruit the right guys, you'll get who you're supposed to, and they'll come that way. But I know social media is a part of it, and I know there's there's bad things about it, and there's certainly good things. And, of course, you have to have a presence with your program. I'm probably not as active as a lot of people, but it's worked out okay. Love having you on the show. Always appreciate the time. Last thing, got to mention real quick. Last time we talked, your dad's a coach. My dad was a tennis coach. We yes. talked about that. I'm playing pickleball now. <laughs> I have my first tournament on Friday. All right, give me a little pregame speech here. What do well, I need to bring? Well, first, you're a sellout because tennis is the real sport, and I can't believe you went over to the pickleball side. That's just terrible. You're supposed to do that when you're way later on. But, no, um, enjoy and go cut someone's heart out with your competitiveness. How's that for you? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Coach, thank but, you so much. Yeah. All right, thank you. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the most UVA coverage. And joining me right now from the Who's is senior guard Reese Beekman. What's going on, Reese? What's up, man? Having fun here. Absolutely. So what do you like about Media Day, man? Um, The pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> the pitchers are pretty fun. It's fire. Yeah, yeah. They, they turn out pretty nice, yeah. you know. Um. You know, just being in this environment, you know, seeing the other teams, you know, that's a little fun too. And just, you know, just talking with the people, giving them a little insight of the season and how the team's going. So it's pretty fun. You think you could ever be on the other side of this in 10 years? Um, maybe. I could see myself, like, um, asking some crazy questions. <laughs> All right, well, give me a crazy question. What, what would you come up with? Uh, I don't know. Like, if you – if if you were like in a movie, who like who would you have play yourself? I've got that question before. Oh come on, I'm I'm choosing Brad Pitt. I don't care if okay. he doesn't look like me. <laughs> who would you choose? Ah, uh, I think Will Smith. Oh Will Smith. Yeah, man, I was the biggest Will Smith fan, and now I'm a Chris Rock stand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that whole situation is a little crazy they got going on, but it's all good. How would you respond if I said Michael B. Jordan? That's a for you. For you. Oh, no, I like Michael Jordan's R. He's, yeah. he's fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love him dating back to Friday Night Lights. Did you ever yeah, watch that that's show? that's my show. I just I watched that, like, last – I remember watching it last season on the road. I'll be pulling up on my computer and watching it on the bus and stuff, but love that show. I, I love that. So let's get to on the court here. Yeah. Uh, we talked with Tony Bennett and Ryan Dunn about disappointment at the end of last season. Yeah. How long did it take you to recover from that loss? Ooh, it took a – good two weeks two three weeks you know because the tournament was still going on I was still seeing like basketball stuff I really didn't watch but I still could you know social media and stuff I was seeing it so 
you know, with that going on, I still play like a factor in my head. But like once I started doing like um, I would left and started doing like pre-draft stuff, it started to ease in the back of my mind. But it's always there, you know, always creeps in sometimes, you know, but it's basketball at the end of the day. But, you know. No, just use it as motivation for this year. Yeah, I, I mean, it's got to be fuel to the fire to motivate you. Uh, so give me a little bit of your thoughts on the team and expectations. Yeah, they're pretty – um, I feel like we're coming along. You know, I've seen major improvement from summer to now. You know, I think that happens a lot with new teams, like, you know, when you got different players coming in with freshmen and transfers. So, you know, I feel like it takes a time, you know, for the guys to gel, but I feel like – us like doing stuff offside of the court I feel like that's helped with our chemistry and you know chemistry is always important when you're playing with playing with guys so I feel like that's gonna help us a long way ACC defensive player of the year certainly could play ball on the defensive side of the ball yes sir. what did you want to improve offensively um just being more consistent you know being able to knock down the shot um being able to create a little more off the dribble for myself and for others you know being that lady guard is not always about you know scoring it's about facilitating as well so mm-hmm. just um Stepping into that leader role and being ever whatever, doing whatever my team needs for me to win. Joined by Reese Beekman, senior guard for UVA, live from Radio Row. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. So, Reese, when I watched UVA last season, tell me if you noticed this at all, too. I felt like when you guys were at your best, you were catching, like, uh, backdoor cuts and dunking on people. Yeah. You know, (laughs) when you were getting involved in the offense, moving off the ball, it seems like that's when you guys were at your peak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just – flowing through the offense you know um i know we had other guys like Jaden in our mind you know who can score it you know every night but you know with me and kia scoring sometimes it's just an extra plus you know and i feel like this year it's kind of going to be you know a little bit of the same cutting but you know more plays off the ball as well but you know just being a vocal point and you know being a main focus on offense is going to be important for us so everyone always talks about the defense the pack line defense we've explained it a thousand times (laughs) how do you explain the uva offense um, I would explain it as strategic. You gotta, you gotta. We working for the best shot. You know, it might not, might, might be quick, might be late. Um, we're gonna take what the defense gives us. We're not gonna do anything out the ordinary. But we also gonna make plays. We're not just gonna, you know, be robots through the offense. You know, we're gonna be ball players at the end of the day. So many UVA guys have gone on to have success in the pros. How much does that motivate you? Uh, it means a lot, you know, just to see those guys do well. And I just want to be the next one, you know. I feel like I have the, the makings to be. Um, you know, I got people, UVA guys, telling me, like, you're ready. Um, like, I'm excited for their future. And so that's always encouraging to hear. But, you know, just got to put the extra work in to get there. And speaking of the extra work, I mean, because that's something that, you know, goes unnoticed, right? People mm-hmm. don't see the hours and the hard work that you put into the gym. So how do you get yourself up and get yourself motivated, go to the gym when, you know, Nobody's going to talk about that. Right. You know, you know it's, it's more for yourself than other people, you know. They'll eventually talk about it when they see you making shots and doing good, but they won't know who really went into it. So, you know, it's all the work that's done in the dark has always come to light. So that's always been something that I pride myself on, just doing extra stuff because, you know, I've seen it, you know, firsthand make my game much better. So, you know, just that formula for me, I feel like, if I continue to do it, uh, my game will continue to grow. So what is your day-to-day routine as you get ready for the season? Um, usually, um, if we don't have lift in the morning, usually got lift, but then lift class, um, practice, do some homework, eat. Um, if I got time, come back to the gym, 
later tonight, get some shots up. I know my this this semester is pretty packed with my homework and stuff. So, but still getting in the gym with that. But it's been it's been fun. So I've been trying to do a social media bit. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a day in the life. A Have day you ever in the seen life. that before? Yeah, yeah. So what what in your mind? What makes a good a day in the life video? Um, I don't know. You got to be true. You got to be your true self. Um, be authentic in what you do because I could tell when there's some videos that like you know just don't seem realistic. So if you like show the um, the real stuff in your life like that could that I think is like real, you know I'll really buy into your day in the life. All right, so if UVA fans are watching this right now, <laughs> give them a little message. Uh, what's up, who fans? You know, ready for the season. Hope to see everybody there at JBJ and keep supporting us. We really appreciate it. Go Hoos. You're the man, man. Great conversation. Yes, Thanks so much. Thank you. Yep, that's Reese Beekman. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910. The Fan now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's the 2023 ACC tip-off. This trip presented by Cowan Gates. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910. The Fan now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Hokies. And I'm broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Charlotte, North Carolina. i got a very special guest joining me right now. You can check him out. ACC PM, 4 to 7 p.m. weekdays. It's Mark Packer. What's going on? Adam, what's happening? Welcome to the Queen City. Yes, absolutely. I, I love coming here. ACC kickoff, ACC tip-off, because the access that I get. It's unbelievable. Well, this is home for me. So I, I like it because the commute's about two minutes from my house to come to Uptown Charlotte. Otherwise, I got 16 steps from the kitchen going downstairs to the studio to normally do the show. So uh, anything in Charlotte makes it easy for us, but it's an it's a easy place to get to. City's growing like crazy, and, of course, the ACC's moved their headquarters literally right down the street from where we're having a conversation now, so it's all good. Yeah, I was joking around with a few people that when I was here for kickoff, it was all talk about conference realignment and what's the future of the ACC. There's no talk about that with basketball. We feel good about the conference. Well, it's funny, you know, you keep waiting for topics and how it's all going to play out. If you wait for about two or three days, next thing you know, it goes a completely different direction. And, uh, I, you know, I still remember being last spring at Amelia Island and you had athletic directors going after athletic directors about chasing money and where everything was going to go. And people are the, the magnificent seven and these guys are all getting ready to leave. And now here, we're, the next thing you know, we're talking hoops and yeah. all this stuff. And not only is nobody leaving right now, currently as we speak, but ask me in about five minutes. <laughs> but now we've added you know, San Francisco with uh, both Stanford and Cal. You throw in the uh, Metroplex with SMU again. The landscape of college athletics has changed so drastically. It's kind of crazy. Who knows where this thing's going to end up? So let's go around the ACC, and we'll start with the team that made it to the Final Four. What are your expectations for Jim Laranaga and Miami? Uh, you know, I was just down in Miami uh, last Friday to do our ACC PM show for the Miami-Clemson football game, and uh, Jim Laranaga stopped by to have some fun with us. <laughs> uh, what a great ride they had. Not only their men's team, but also their women's team making it to the lead eight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can sit there and just kind of dismiss that as, oh, that's a cool story, slow golf clap, there's a spike, catch him later. I think he's built something down there. And uh, when I talked to him, not only today, but also last week, he's like, Pac, we've got great leadership. We might have lost Wong and Jordan Miller, but I love our guys. We know how to play. And I think they're going to ride that momentum. I don't know if I'd sit there and tell you today that, hey, they're the lean to be the ACC favorite. I still think that's Duke 
until proven otherwise. But I definitely think they're a top 25 team. I definitely think they're an NCAA tournament team. Absolutely. I mean, I was talking to Coach Laranega about how I read an article that season ticket sales are through the roof for men and women. I mean, this is a football school that he has completely changed since he came from George Mason to Miami. Adam, I remember when when we were doing this event and he had just been named coach there, he kidded around. We were doing a radio interview, and he said, Pack, he goes, you know what, whatever it takes. I'm going to be out there handing out pizzas to kids. We just need to get somebody to show up for our games. And I thought about that when he took the job thinking, man, that's a great retirement gig. He'll go down there for a couple of years, make a nice couple of dollars, mm-hmm. get a nice tan, and then say, hey, catch <laughs> you later. I'm down here in South Florida. Life is good. I'm going to retire. Look what he's been able to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got great excitement. He's won an ACC championship. He's now been to a Final Four. And they've got really good teams, and they've really figured out a way with name, image, and likeness with not only their hoops but also their football to kind of maximize the new landscape of college sports. Uh, their campus is beautiful. The weather's great. Uh, and, again, they're in the front-runner town, but when you're good, people are going to come out and support it. So I expect them to be good again in 23-24. Mark Packer with me here live from Radio Road. Check out his show, ACC PM, four to seven weekdays. So tell me why you're picking Duke. I just think four out of five starters back, uh, first time since, what, 85, 86. Duke's had that kind of number, and, of course, those teams turned out to be pretty good with Mike Krzyzewski. Real quick, so you mentioned that, so many guys coming back. It's just crazy. I mean, you got to give Coach John Shire a lot of credit and the Duke program because all around the country people are are jumping ship. No question about it, and that's why I like them. Uh, They need to find a rim protector, obviously, with what they lost, but – you know their recruits are going to be good. I never worry about who Duke's recruiting. They're going to have guys. They're going to have experience. Their backcourt's going to be really, really good. They won the league last year as far as the tournament goes. Uh, and as we interviewed him today, and I said, Coach, the thing that was so impressive about him last year, uh, whether you love Duke or not, I just saw them get better and better each week once we got to the middle of January. By the time we got to March, they were playing really good basketball. So I expect them to be the team to beat until proven otherwise. Again, none of us have seen the team play yet. North Carolina will be interesting with all the transfers and the fact that hey, they're the preseason number one last year. Did he make the tournament? I think there'll be a chip on their shoulder. Uh, so those are your three teams that are in the preseason top 25. I think there's still another three or four teams. I think Virginia's going to be good. I think the Hokies could be good. Uh, Clemson could be somewhat of a surprise with what Brad Brunell's got back, especially with P.J. Hall. So I think at the end of the day, six or seven teams in the ACC should be really, really talented. With Duke, the big man, Kyle Filipkowski, Filipowski I, I'm so impressed with him. I thought he could have gone pro last year. Me too. Did, were you surprised that he stayed back? Uh, I thought at this day and age, I almost expect everybody who's got a pulse that can really play goes, right? Yeah. You just go ahead and say, listen, I've got to go try to get the cash. Uh, when he announced that he's coming back, you know, I know John Shire to be sitting there going, holy mackerel, thank you very much. You know, Baycott could have left, decided to come back, obviously NIL, and with some more unfinished business. So I, I'm a basketball fan. I love the college game. And uh, all these guys, again, you wish them the best getting to the next level, but I'm still spooled, old school. I like the college game the most. So anytime I see these guys come back to experience college life some more, I think it's great. I love it for the game. You mentioned Baycott coming back. We love him in Richmond. Uh, How is UNC going to be this year? I think they're going to be okay. Um, Again, I want to see them play first, right, after all the stuff from last year where they had all the hype and they just did not handle it very well. I think Hubert Davis probably learned a ton. Uh, I think the chemistry maybe behind closed doors, as we're now starting to find out, might have been a little off-kilter. 
Uh, I expect them to bounce back. I think they've done some nice things in the transfer portal. And, again, that's the other missing piece to all these teams, whether we're talking about North Carolina, Virginia, Miami, or anybody else, the transfer portal. You can get good overnight if you hit home runs. We've seen it in football with Mike Norvell at Florida State. You can see it in college hoops as well. So I expect them to be good. Now, whether or not they're a Final Four team, I have no earthly idea, but I think they're definitely going to be a top 25 team. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio, 12 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday in Richmond, Virginia. So let's talk about the teams we cover, and we'll start with UVA, Tony Bennett's squad. It's so interesting because it's all about matchups once you get to the NCAA tournament. And that was a bad matchup. Furman was heartbroken the year before. They were ready to play in that game. You know, you look back at UVA last season, do you think if they had a different opponent, they could have? Made a little bit of a tournament run. I thought so. Uh, and, again, you're right about the matchups, 1,000%. And uh, talking to Tony Bennett today, they lose their top three scores. Uh, I expect them to play great defense. They always do. Question's going to be who steps up on a consistent basis and makes shots. When they make shots, they can play with anybody in the country because yeah. they're just going to swallow you whole defensively. And, and I thought Tony Bennett's answer to that question today was interesting. He said, I'm not sure who that's going to be. It may be by committee. You know, whoever has the hot hand, let's go. So, again, I think they're the perfect team to say, hey, let's, this is why I buy a roster to see who are these guys with the transferred in. And I think you got to watch a few games. And I think schedule-wise, too, with this new ACC-SEC challenge, we'll get yeah. some real answers early across the board in the league. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the out-of-conference games. So, Kia Clark was the heart of the program for so long. He won a national title. So who fills into those shoes? Is it going to be Reese Beekman? Uh, it may be a different role for him. Maybe he has uh, wears more hats than he has in the past. And again, Virginia to me is kind of the mystery team, right? I thought they would probably be in the top 25 in the AP poll. I don't really worry too much about preseason polls. It all take care of itself. But, again, uh, until you see them play, I'm not sure any of us have that answer yet. I'm not even sure Tony Bennett has that answer yet. Over to Virginia Tech with the Hokies. Love Coach Young. He's done a great job with that program, and he brings back his guards. How important is that to bring back your backcourt with Couture and Padula? I think if you're going to be a really good college team, you must have a great backcourt. I mean, I I don't know of a a team that has a lousy backcourt that makes a run in the NCAA (laughs) tournament. So uh, Mike Young absolutely has that in the backcourt. I don't think he's got to worry about that. They've got to be a little bit more consistent in terms of making threes. That became an issue at times. I think defensively they had some lapses last year, which was kind of out of kilter. The guy's a tremendous coach. Uh, to me, Virginia Tech will be that fringe team as far as the NCAA tournament's concerned, in my opinion. But, again, we don't know squat until we watch <laughs> everybody play. And I always keep emphasizing that because yeah. we can sit here and crystal ball this to death, but you just simply don't know. Mark, they had so much success stretching the floor with Grant Bazzelli being right. a stretch five. How are they going to replace that? I don't know if you can, uh, unless there's an answer to the transfer portal and all that stuff. And and to me, that's always the fun thing about this event here for not only the women that we covered yesterday, but the men today. Uh, The transfer portal can answer so many questions overnight, and you have no earthly idea what that mystery guy is going to be, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's something that they're going to have to figure out. But to me, Virginia Tech will still be a scary team just because that guard play should be so good. And like everybody else, if you make shots, it's a game changer. Yeah, Mark Packer with me here. Check him out, ACC PM, 4 to 7 p.m. weekdays. The theme of the last few years of the ACC tip-off has been the changing of the guards. Do you think this conference is, is in good hands you know, losing Coach Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and now and, and now Beheim as well. 
Well, you can't lose that quality of legendary coaches yeah. and expect not to miss a beat. Um, I mean, I don't care what John Shire does or Hubert Davis. And you know, look at Kenny Payne at Louisville last year. It's a great basketball tradition. They won four games. Uh, Red Autry has been a part of that Syracuse tradition for a long time. Uh, it'll be fun to watch Syracuse play man-to-man more often, obviously <laughs> after that uh, famous 2-3 zone. Yeah. Uh, but you can't lose legendary coaches and go, Ain't no big deal. Uh, we got Adam and Pat to fill in. Life's good. We're going we're gonna to still roll the ball out and win a bunch of games. So uh, that takes time. I thought John Shire got off to a great start. Of course, we thought the same thing about Hubert Davis in year one. And here they are, preseason number one this time last year, and rolled over and played dead. So you never know how that plays out either. But, uh, listen, you can't lose that caliber of all-time great coaches in college basketball and think that you're still on the same player. It's, it's just not the same. Not the same. Mark, appreciate the time, man. Great stuff. You got it. Call any time. Look forward to seeing you. Again, don't make it just an annual event here in Charlotte. (laughs) You can do it any time you want, so just let me know. That sounds good. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.